Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Channel F, Fanbyte.com's video game podcast, where we discuss the latest hits, the greatest misses, and uh, <laughs> everything in between. Um, greatest misses, uh, greatest video game misses. What do you? What is like one of the the greatest all time video game misses? Like Day I'm Katana. thinking, Daikatana. Daikatana. Okay, so Danielle yeah. Riando, uh, fan by yeah. editor in chief, you're coming out strong with Daikatana. Yeah, it just was a big disappointment. A lot of hype behind that. That was a first person shooter from the late '90s. I want to say, I believe late '90s. That sounds correct. Yeah. That was a that was a John Carmack joint or a John Romero or both. It was one of the Johns. It was one of the id Johns, and I'm so sorry that I don't remember which John. But yeah, it was like, oh, it's going to be the next Doom, and it was the next Doom to fail. You know, well, so. it was the next Daikatana for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I did play it on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. And uh, I also tend to get that game confused with Forsaken, which has nothing oh, to do sure. with it. I don't think, I think Forsaken is like a descent kind of it game. It is, but they have um, that same like grim, dark, like yeah. hot goth girl in the, in the ad yes. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that there was a Daikatana game for the Game Boy? What? Yeah. And it's like what? The Legend of Zelda. Yep. There's an article on fanbite.com about <gasps> it. Uh, if you just search Daikatana, you'll probably find it. Uh, Steven Strom, Fanbyte Managing Editor. What's your greatest video game miss? I'd say Miss Fortune from League of Legends. She's probably wow. pretty high up there. Wow. What's, which, what powers does she have? Gun. So her power is to have gun and use it. Yeah, she kind of just uses gun mostly. As far as I remember, I have not played a lot of League of Legends in the past like five years, but I did play recently uh, a few games with um, friend of the site Funke Joseph. Um, friend of the of site, Legends. <laughs> and uh, Miss Fortune was one of the is you like she's one of the base characters that I think like is basically uh, okay. always free to play. Yeah, she's just, like a sexy pirate that shoots gun and I think like blows a kiss that makes people like, go. And then you I shoot. I hate it. when that happens. Yeah. It's rough. I hate when that happens. Um, yeah. I love this trend of referring to people who work with us, like our coworkers, as, friend as friends of the of site. Of the site. <laughs> uh, it's really great. Um, Nikki Grayson is on the International Space Station today, so we wish them the best in their mission. And uh, I guess for me, my greatest video game miss. Um, I guess probably the time that I sold my Dreamcast to buy oh. Halo 2. Oh. Now, Halo 2, good game, though. Halo 2 was good. Listen. But not Dreamcast Listen, good. Halo 2 was good. No, well, I got an entire summer's worth of entertainment out of Halo 2 because I played it a lot with my friends. But I did, right, sell, right. I did sell my GameCube and my Dreamcast. Oh, my God. Oh, Xbox and Halo 2. Yeah. Sort of sort of a twofer. Yikes. Sort of a twofer. And so I went from a library of, like, Maybe like uh, d- two dozen games to one. Yeah, yeah that's um, hot. <sighs> yeah. That's that that summer of Halo Two though. It was okay. Listen, that was a formative summer. Um, <laughs> we climbed up the the ranks. The summer of two thousand five. Damn, y'all, we really we really did it. Read it. Um, yeah. Yeah, my friend and I, we really just like climbed up those ranks. I don't even remember what the ranks are in Halo Two anymore. It's been so long. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Halo Two was the last Halo game that I was really into. Basically, the only one that I was oh. really into. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, still looking back, it's a miss. But you know what? You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And um, yeah, Michael <laughs> Jordan, not Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Michael Scott, 
Michael Jordan. <laughs> Merrick Kay. Uh, should we do stuff picks? Yeah. Yeah, we should. get right into it. Nikki's not here to like, you know, kind of um, hold us back. You know, normally Nikki is kind of the restraint that we have on the show that, is, that like, tells us, no, we need to do kind of a long lead in to get people kind of settled in and ready to go. And then we'll move on to this segment at exactly this amount yeah. of time. Nikki kind of like, you know, adds that kind of structure. Yeah, they so are we can the just arbiter. go totally wild. Yeah, yeah. Nikki is in, in many in ways Halo the terms. arbiter of this show. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So we can, I'm, I'm like one of those old creeps, the old creepy dudes in the chair that are like, yeah, you have committed a crime against yeah, the yeah. aliens. Um, and then the Arbiter has to go fight some other aliens and I'm 12 years old and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was not 12 years old when Halo 2 came out, but let's pretend. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Staff Picks. It's a segment where we talk about the games that we've been playing, share them with you and uh, tell you the good news about games about gaming have you heard the good news oh what is the good news have you heard the good news about warframe oh i've heard many pieces of good news about warframe in the past two years honestly uh now steven i would love for you to tell us a little bit about warframe but before you do i just want to say that um i have been sort of slowly each inching back into warframe over the past few weeks um i got was big into it last year and uh I played some of the new stuff with you last night, and uh, I gotta say, I was pretty high at the time, and uh, (laughs) I could not comprehend anything that was happening. And I'm not sure if I would have (laughs) if I had not been stoned, because we were on a spaceship, rocketing through, like, gas clouds, (laughs) and then, like, shooting like shooting space fighters and then we like launched out of it on our jetpacks and flew into an asteroid base and like infiltrated an enemy base uh-huh. and then blew it up from the inside and then we left yeah. and, and i was just like what is happening this is good but like what's going on also immediately one of my favorite things about this whole thing that i have screenshots of is that immediately after you joined up there were just two of you for a while oh yeah there were two of me yeah like it was a weird bug where there's just a second one of me and i was just freaking out i was like this is gonna come out of the computer and kill me and replace me but even um weed psychosis aside i i there's a lot going on in this game right now yeah yeah for sure we played some of the railjack mode which is a fairly recent addition to warframe in the grand scheme i think it's like two years old or maybe like a year and a half um which is they basically like this is the thing about warframe is just like warframe it started off as like a corridor shooter it started off as fucking quake 2 and now it's just every video game that's ever been made yeah um, so the latest video game that they've added is Sea of Thieves, because there's just like, what if Sea of Thieves in space? What if you just had a big boat and you could man the side guns and go down and grab like planks to repair, uh, holes in the hull and stuff like that. And then you went into, um, star bases and killed everybody. <laughs> uh, so we did a bunch of that and that's been fun because that has gone through a number of iterations. Um, and it is kind of the crux of the new, Endgame of Warframe, which I wrote about a little bit on the site. Um, so I've been catching up on that in the process of getting ready for the new war, which is coming mm. out later this year. Oh. Kind of kind of an update to Warframe that they've been teasing for about two years now. They say war never changes, but Yeah. War done changed. It's new. War now? done changed. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like the new Coke of war, basically. Oh, they're gonna turn <gasps> it back after they're gonna have war classic after that. Um, yeah. So the Railjack stuff is cool because when they first added it, it was not really well integrated into the game. And that's sort of no. a problem with a lot of Warframe stuff is like it has all these different systems that sometimes don't speak to each other. So you mm-hmm. like don't really have to engage with them unless they sort of like ham handedly force you into doing them to get yeah. some other some other stuff, uh, which people don't like. But now they've like tied this all together. So like the Railjack stuff, you know, the space battle stuff is like you're doing the normal stuff that you do in like a, a game of Warframe as well. Cause yeah, you're like getting yeah. off the ship and boarding things. And also like you're getting experience and stuff that's useful 
not just for the spaceship. Right. It's also become like a really good source of a lot of like basic currencies and stuff that you need to upgrade a lot of your Warframe things. Right, like right. Warframe doesn't typically have it has a little bit now, but like originally didn't really have randomized loot in the way that like a Borderlands does, where it's like, oh, this one, this purple sniper rifle has plus 10 critical chance, but yeah. this purple sniper rifle has plus Or even plus Destiny with rate. like random perk rolls. It doesn't really have right. that or didn't have that. Didn't have that for a long time. There is a little bit more of that now, and there's a little bit of that with um, the spaceships. You can get like, oh, this is a Mark II Levan Fotor turret or whatever. You know, everything Warframe also has like a completely made up name, Gotta so have it's a, really hard. Yeah, it's not a spaceship; it's a railjack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a it's not a fucking Borg or a robot or an alien. It's a sentient, and it's you know mm-hmm. it, they've got mm-hmm. a billion things like that. You gotta have you listen. You gotta make up some proper names. At least they're all easy to pronounce. Right, like Endo. Can't forget about Endo. Endo. You know, <laughs> you gotta it's, go into- <laughs> it's like good stuff that you need to, uh, mm-hmm. when you need to take your gear higher. You need that Endo. Yeah. yeah. Now, what Endo. is your spaceship called? Mine is called Whirling in Rags. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, yes. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's you get to name, yeah, Danielle, you get to name your spaceships and uh, the name shows up on the side of them. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, I like yeah. that. Whirling in Rags is, of course, a Disco Elysium reference. Uh, my ship, which I I think they've made it easier to get ships now. It was like oh, kind totally. of a pain in the ass before. But um, my ship is called Inevitably Successful in All Circumstances, <laughs> which barely fits on this side. Um, because I don't think you can alter the font size or anything. But uh-uh. um, that's a uh, little Star Control. little Star Control shout out. Um, it's very good. Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it still is kind of chaotic. I will say that Warframe totally. is. Yeah, there are so many particle effects happening all the time. There's so many different abilities <sighs> happening all the time. It sometimes feels just like I don't know why I just died, or like you know I'm just like spamming the melee attack button and things are dying, and I'm like, okay, it's, I'm doing good. Totally. Yeah. Especially if you have four players all in the same time, because it's yeah. mostly there is a PVP mode that is like a sort of a long suffering, not I've very never touched it, never touched it in my life. It, there's like nothing <laughs> tied to it because they know that nobody wants to play it. Yeah. Um, but it is mostly co-op. So it is a it is a multiplayer game. But like you, everybody's just working together and like throwing explosions and bullets that make it so you were never born and time travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like commandos. Uh, yeah, Steven has dropped a link to a tweet uh, <laughs> captioned "Particle Effects: The Game," and it's just totally inscrutable. Like, what if, there's just a bunch of like waypoint markers on the screen, and then it's just like, like imagine showing this to like a parent or grandparent who played like Pac-Man or something, and like this is what video games are now. Yeah, it's like somebody. It's like I'm in a robot called a necromech because this game also added mechs that your they mech can mechs. get into. <laughs> We put your mech in a mech so you can uh-huh. mech while you mech. Exactly. You absolutely do do that in this game. You can put your mech in a mech and then put that mech onto a spaceship. And the spaceship can go inside of an asteroid base. Uh, we tried to take it even more levels down uh, last night. Merritt was like... I tried to, get, <laughs> tried to go in... Because there's like... On some of the levels, you can like use this weird little shrine to go inside this like, like um, pocket dimension uh-huh. that this guy has... And then you like fight his like guard to get something. Um, and I was like, wait, can I go inside that pocket dimension inside this spaceship, inside this level, inside this? And it's like, thankfully, no, because they knew when to stop. And I feel like that would just get silly. And then my game did yeah. crash. So uh-huh. uh, <laughs> as if sensing my intentions, it was just like, no, 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 no. But I, I love this specific screenshot that I managed to capture of my robot shooting like it's main weapon basically like a powered up super shot that just like what it looks like is i'm in a row like a big sort of warhammer 40k robot that has just shot a game of geometry wars 2 at <laughs> a bunch of enemies <laughs> like what if like you had a gun that just uh-huh. shot that uh no but it's great fun it's like a really good chill it's like a chill game like it's because it is so cooperative and it's not like yeah destiny in that way where it's like 
it is a constant power grind in Destiny, and it's just like, well, if you're not this power level, in the nightfall, everybody fucking dies and you get kicked back to orbit. That barely ever happens. Yeah. Nothing even close really happens in Warframe. It's way lower key, I feel like. There are high stakes sorts of missions where like everyone sort of has to be really prepared and stuff, but like mm-hmm. if you're just randomly queuing with people, and even if you're not, like it's, yeah... It, it's a lot easier to like just have a have a chill time yeah Um, for sure destiny can be chill but there is a lot more like restrictive like failure penalties in destiny i would say do you know Destiny can be chill oh Oh, sorry sorry sorry. i was gonna i I apologize i don't want to be off topic i was just gonna say this sounds appealing to me and when we are all together in a physical place so y'all can force me to play a game i'll play i'll play it again yeah you have it on on radio now i'll play it again because you played it like (laughs) when it came out seven right? years ago right yeah. Reviewed yeah. It. which is like it's probably unrecognizable now yeah i can only imagine i reviewed it at the time i yeah. played like 20 hours of it and it wasn't it wasn't great at the time but no, it sounds yeah. like it honestly is is an absolutely different game and it sounds pretty oh awesome. yeah yeah, so, yeah. For, yeah. It's, we, it's pretty incredible for a free-to-play game not even just awesome. for a free-to-play game like it's a pretty incredible it's a good game yeah yeah and just like all of the lore and all the shit they built up around it like the visual design is really striking um yeah it's it's so weird that that game is still just marketed as like ninjas play free like it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. You're barely That's like kids like, eat free yeah. at like the Howard Johnson. Yeah, or something. and you're barely <laughs> a ninja. They're just sticking with the oh, you're a space ninja thing, and like maybe right. like maybe like six of the guys are space ninjas. Right, and like if you're. 90% of the time, there are missions in there where stealth is, like, a thing that you want to be doing. There are, like, spy missions and stuff like that. But 90% of the time, you're not, like, stealthing your way through things. You are, yeah. like, dropping in a titan from Titanfall <laughs> to, like, step on this you're zombie. You're turning so into a giant a sand tornado while your other friend reverses time. <laughs> and your other friend is playing the Mortal Kombat theme song. To, yeah. to give you all a buff and your other friend is summoning meteors from the sky that like that nice. is those are all yeah. things that you can do <laughs> yes like liter- literally there are ways to just play your own custom music on like final fantasy 14 also has a in-game instrument that you can just program like a synthesizer except yeah. in this one the synthesizer can be tied to a certain character that is like musically powered and she will give you buffs if you perform certain actions on the beat with the song if you like jump oh, on the beat awesome. or shoot on the beat yeah paul <laughs> uh-huh. in the chat is saying that he wants to try it now too it's a uh, warframe is like a wild ride i don't know i think people should give it a shot uh, yeah if they haven't and again um the the core like spoiler of warframe which they cannot possibly maintain for that much longer i think they've sort of given up but like not not entirely is so insane like it's so just like (laughs) unbelievable yeah um yeah it it was like one of the most emotional experiences i had playing a video game in 2020 and i knew what was coming yeah yeah it's still just like oh my god (laughs) Because I think we've said this before on various shows, and we can wrap up Warframe talk so we can move on to other folks' stuff, but, like, I think we've said it before, but to this day, there is a, you play, like, 25 hours of Warframe, and then suddenly there's, like, a massive story dump, and suddenly Mm -hmm. there's, like, a, you you play the game, and it's, like, you're running through corridors, and it looks like it did more or less when you played it, Danielle, um, in, like, 2012 or whatever, and then you get to that point, like, 25 hours into the game, and suddenly it's, like, okay, now here's the single-player campaign. You beat the tutorial. Congratulations. (laughs) And the story is, like, really, really good and affecting and, like, has a really good affecting um, sort of twist and character development and all kinds of crazy stuff, and... Uh, last thing too is the one thing that they announced over Tenocon a couple weeks ago is that cross play and cross save are coming. So if yeah. people are on, you know, console, that might yeah. be the time. Yeah, it's the wildest twist for me since, um, like you are Revan in Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, and there are yeah. a few people listening, like what? What? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Statute of Limitations has expired on Knights of the Old Republic. I just downloaded it on iOS. No, no. Uh, Danielle. Yeah, I've got I'd two like shoutouts. Yeah, I'd like to hear some shoutouts. Some, some shouts out. Shouts out, indeed. Uh, just a couple of quick ones uh, because I am gonna do a quick shout out to Cozy Grove. 
uh, the game that I play every day now, and I play like mm-hmm. two hours a day. <laughs> uh, it's just because an actual thing, I, I rolled credits on it. It's just like an Animal Crossing where there is like, a, a, you know, you can quote unquote beat it. Like you can get to the end yeah. of like the main story content and then you play it forever. It's just, it's just to give you that like little, okay, you you did so much. Good job, buddy. Here are the credits kind of thing. And it was actually really cute uh, because it is a game about like helping these little ghost bears with their issues and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and you get to like, you know, you, you get to uh, say a goodbye, a hello and a goodbye to the bears if you want to. And it's cute. And then you Aww. get some cool stuff. Then you get to just keep playing as always. So it really is just like a little treat, uh, which I think is really well done for this type of game. It is, it's the type of game you check into and play a little bit and it's a calm, you know, chill, fun kind of crafting experience. I actually know Paul is playing it. <laughs> Paul, oh. our producer. Uh, so yeah, it's actually, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, somebody else has, uh, has read the good book of Cozy Grove. Uh, and <laughs> that is like, knows the true word of Cozy Grove. It, it really is a very well done game and perfect for what I use it for, which is again, like my daily warm up game. So just kind of cool to, to see the credits on that. And uh, as always, disclosure, Chris Lickman, uh, who I previously, previously, excuse me, uh, worked with on the older version of this website, uh, is a writer on it. So I always have to say that. But yeah, it's a really cool game. It's going to be up there in my top five, I think, for games of the year, just for Ooh. how much enjoyment I've gotten out of it. Yeah. Which is cool. Would you recommend this game to somebody who like bounced off of Animal Crossing at all? Or is this just for people who like Animal Crossing? I really genuinely think it is much more like don't starve with no difficulty than it is mm. like animal crossing. Um, okay. Because that it's really a crafting game. It's really about like gathering materials and crafting and doing cool decorations and things like that much more than it's just about like only chilling. You know what I mean? Like, okay. And there also is story content. So it does have that sort of spirit fairer uh, edge to it too. Like you are like hanging out with these cute little bears who all have problems and you're learning their stories and things like that. So I actually think it's a different type of game. Once you kind of get into it, it's so much more a game about crafting than it is a game about only decorating and having like your, your cool Island or whatever. Uh, But it is very, very chill. There's no challenge to it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no Twitch gameplay to it or anything like that. It really is chill but it's kind of fun to gather and, you know, put things together. And it's fun for me to do that while I'm waking up and drinking coffee. So, yeah. Yeah. I do like crafting. It's all about crafting. This game is all about crafting. So, yeah. Did you ever stick with Subnautica this year? Sadly, I fell off a little bit. Uh, Vicky became obsessed. And so I actually ended up watching them play more than anything. Like I played a bit of um, Below Zero and I enjoyed it and I thought it was cool. Um, but I, it, it's a weird thing where it's like, okay, this itch is being scratched so well by something I'm already kind of obsessed with that. Mm. Do you ever get that where like, oh, I totally mm-hmm. see the quality in this game. This is awesome. Like, I think this is really good. But I got this thing that's just doing it for me. Like right yeah, now, yeah. I think that might have been it. But I'm like, I'm happy I played it. And I'm happy that Vicky got super, super into it and played like dozens of hours. So. Okay. I feel like my I household asking. appreciated it, if nothing else, <laughs> right? Um. I, was just, I was just asking since that's also like a, there are fail states, but that very yeah. few, and it's like, no, there's no combat really in that, but it's also very crafting-y and building yeah. your own little home kind of game. So I was curious if you saw any parallels, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's like structurally not too wildly different for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, this just does it for me. I don't know. Uh, maybe one day we'll get Paul on, and we could we could talk about Cozy Grove endlessly yeah. and like cool strats for Cozy Grove. But uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to belabor it. I know I've talked about this game a lot. It's just the game I'm playing the most right now, uh, and it was cool to see credits. And then I just wanted to do a brief shout out because I haven't actually played it, but I felt like I was playing it because John was including me on decision making today in uh, yeah. Wilder Myth. Uh, which he just started today in his uh, little Tuesday morning stream. And it is a, you know, proc gen story game, but with actually very intense strategy combat. Mm. Like it is, honestly, I think the closest parallel to it is something like the Banner Saga, where it's like a fairly intense uh, turn-based strategy game 
with lots of little decision making and, you know, uh, story bits that are going all over the place. It's just the story in this is much more in depth and it goes many, many, many more places. And I just wanted to briefly mention that uh, we had a lovely encounter with a water spirit. And one of the ladies in the party was like, oh, should I chase after her? And we were like, yeah, of course we should chase after her. She leads you on this like wild goose chase all around the river and there's all this poetic language and it's so pretty and so beautiful and you're in this beautiful fantasy world and like just at one point she's like, let's get married. So we ended up fucking U-hauling with a river spirit lesbian like right just right off the bat and it was just like, all right, we're married now and she gives you a little cloak and that protects you and it's like, I thought that was going to go in a very different direction. Like I thought your character was going to get drowned (laughs) or something. Me too. I did not think it was going in this direction, but it, it did. And it was a fucking delight. And apparently the story goes in, you know, it's very, 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 very many uh, places it can go. So it was pretty cool that we got that one right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's on my list. I, maybe I'll download it today because it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think I need to play it now after I say I mean, it's yeah. things I like. I, I enjoy weird proc gen storytelling stuff, and I sure like turn-based strategy games. So yeah. yeah, I think I was like a tiny bit put off by the visual style when I first saw it. Hmm. Yeah, um, but, same. But I'm like, now I'm like, okay, no, it's going for its own thing. And I really love uh, the Yogg, which same. You know, obviously isn't really a strategy game and is more of just like a party storytelling party story (laughs) yeah Yeah, party story yeah like four people just like get to make decisions that like generate a cool story but um but this sounds you know kind of similar to that and to that that other game that came out a few years ago but like that was like comic based or did that ever come out oh the one that that guy was working on for like years and years i think i know what you mean um it was like a comic strip kind of i forget what it was called i feel really bad no, it's okay. I, I'm like, it's it's hitting parts of my brain where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, The thing that was like the yog, but, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I want to play Wildermouth. Yeah. Uh, I, God, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Um, to be honest, I've mostly just been playing Snake Rex. Yes. Uh, I, have, I have one achievement left. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just went into sicko mode and was like, I'm just going to completely, I'm going to just totally do everything in this game because it's so enjoyable. Um, and man, you get some really silly stuff happening in that game. <laughs> uh, when you start getting, when you like actually understand how to play it, because I feel like the first time, first few times I played it, I was like, I didn't really get what was going on. But like when you start getting like, you know, multiples of one class, you get like these class abilities that are just like all building off each other. It's like, if you like, if you're the kind of person who like likes building up a little thing, like in, um, yeah. Yeah. I know Steven, you're into this, like, um, love it in like a, a card game or something like that. It's kind of like that, but like a little bit more immediate because it's real time. Is uh, it like, cause I think when you were streaming it on fanboy four and one, you kind of compared did you compare it to Hades and like the boons to um yeah some I of mean, those characters? It's it's a roguelike in a way. I in at the loosest definition of the term. Like it's run based and um there are basically it's like there are different characters and they are each a part of a different class. So like there's like the sorcerer class, which includes Arcanist, which uh, all these other things. And some people have multiple classes. So there's like Barrager, which um, is like uh, Ranger and Forcer. Forcer is a class that's about like pushing enemies away. Ranger is about shooting things. Um, and basically like if you hit certain thresholds in your party of like certain numbers of like, if you have three Rangers, all all Rangers get this benefit. Or like um, if you have like two mages, um, they all get this benefit. Like they all cast faster or something. And they're all pretty noticeable. Like they're not like really minor things. Um, and uh, it's, uh, and there's like one class where it just gets stronger depending on how many other different classes you have, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So there's like a lot you can play with. There's a lot of different strategies that work. Um, I just have to finish it with all, with um, a full team of cursors to win. Oh, uh, or to to get all achievements, and uh, that has proven a little bit difficult so far. But cursors are like mainly they cast a spell that like causes an effect, either causes damage over time or causes like an effect on death or something. Uh, and um, it's 
it's been a little tricky. But yeah, so I've mostly yeah. been playing that. Um, I picked up a few things on the Fanbyte 41 stream yesterday, like Boomerang X, which seems really yeah. cool. Steven, I know you've played that. Um, I got to play more of it. Uh, Path of Sacrifice, which is like this really tiny, not it's not quite a reverse Metroidvania, mm-hmm. but um, it's like a platformer where you have to give up abilities as you progress, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Um, yeah, like not much of any one particular thing. Oh, I started Dragon Quest 2. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Dragon yeah, Quest 2? I was just waiting for it to go on sale on Switch, and uh, oh. it finally did. So, uh, can't believe I, they finally made a sequel I to Dragon Quest. Dragon, hey, get this. You have more than one guy in this one. Whoa! <laughs> in Dragon Quest, you only have one guy. Uh, and in Dragon Quest 2, you have a party of characters, which is wild. Um, but I love the Dragon Quest world. I I, I bought two and three because they were on sale. So excited to uh, to play through those. But I'm yeah. so excited for you to get to like Dragon Quest Eleven because I think that game's like yeah. really really good. I I will probably when I finish the NES ones, I will probably just skip ahead to Eleven, mm, okay. just because like it'll get a little bit trickier to chase around some of the other ones, uh, like some of the PlayStation and PlayStation Two games. Yeah. And uh, I think I was more interested really in the early ones and like the most recent one. Yeah. I think seven and eight are just available on like the 3DS. But yeah, it's it does. It's a Square Enix game, which means that it does get very difficult to find it on modern hardware because yeah. <laughs> there's like 12 different remakes and all of them have different caveats. Um, right. Yeah. That's yeah. You can't I, play it on modern oh. hardware or it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. God. The Dragon Quest remakes on the Switch kind of don't look amazing um like they have that issue of the sprite scaling being different sizes Mm. but i don't know i've mostly just like looked looked past that at this point i'm just you know i don't know dragon quest i find is like such a comfy game it's just like yeah Mm -hmm. you just you know you just grind just hit some guys hit some slimes and then go find a key and then a man is like forsooth Mm-hmm, thou, thou mm-hmm. Shalt, and I don't actually know if that's how they talked in the original NES versions, um, but uh, I think so. That was a lot like of that. You get like spoony bard and stuff from Final Fantasy from that era where nobody could kind of quite decide how they were going to localize some of that yeah. fantasy talk. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder how the original text was because mm. presumably it was also archaic and somewhat formal in yeah. the original Japanese, if it if it is faithfully translated. Because, like, there's things, like, I know there's things, like, when people are trying to translate or to localize, uh, like, certain dialects of Japanese, Mm. Uh they, like, make them, like, like, uh, kind of, like, not like a hick, but you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, oh, why don't you just go and do that? And it's, like, really obvious when, like, a a character is talking, like, yeah, kind of folksy and, like, rural, I guess. It's, Which I think that's usually supposed to like represent like a Kansai dialect. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That so I'm curious. I should read more about the uh, the Dragon Quest thing. I remember. Um, I think the first game where I was ever introduced to the concept of like, oh, they need to like localize a different dialect from Japan, and they, so what they've done is like picked a different dialect from america to mm-hmm. represent it or whatever was in persona 4 arena where there's a character that just has like a thick like hey you're walking over here like <laughs> new york accent amazing 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 hey i'm casting spells over here i got this evoca i put it to my forehead and it makes a clicking sound and then i get magic powers hey kids oh. don't do this don't do this hey. in front of your parents what are you out of here. don't shoot yourself in the head get Fox the fuck News out of here really persona upset. You're in my head, I want you out of my head. Cast Zeo on that guy. No! Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Please don't be sorry. Should we move on to question time? Question time. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. I get what you're putting down. <laughs> Here we are in question time where we answer your questions that you send to us. You can send us 
questions on the Fanbyte Discord. And you can get to that by going to fanbyte.casa. And uh, you can join the Discord. And then there's a channel called Podcast Questions. Couldn't be simpler. And make sure to note what podcast your question is for. In this case, it would be Channel F, the podcast you're listening to right now. Our first question comes from Falk, who asks, Watching Jordo's Goodwill stream, all the talk of Steven's good Game Boy Advance and Nikki's handheld made me wonder if you could have a modded existing console that could plug straight into a TV and just work with the entire library installed in Magic Upresing tech, and it could be skinned however you want, what would you pick? So you can pick any existing console, and a wizard casts a spell on it, and it changes into whatever appearance you want, presumably an existing appearance, uh, and it mm. will just work. It just works like a, like a, an old Mac. You just plug it into the TV, and any game that came out for it is there, and there's no technical issues. What are you choosing? Just works. It just works. Like, video game technology is always known to do. <laughs> it just works. I want a launch model PlayStation 3, like a 60 gigabyte wow. day one. What? Now, why is that? Because the launch, a lot of people don't remember this probably. Like, it's one of those things that I just assume everybody remembers, and then I realize, oh, wait, this was actually like 25 years ago at this point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but the PlayStation 3 originally launched in two SKUs, a $60 model and a 20 no, sorry, a 60 gigabyte hard drive say. model. It's <laughs> uh-huh. a $60 model. It was the cheapest console in history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People were so impressed by the price point of the PlayStation 3. <laughs> it was a uh, loss famously. leader. Yeah. Uh-huh. Famous loss leaders, Sony. Um, no, it was a 60, sorry, it was 60 gigabyte hard drive or a 20 gigabyte hard drive. The 60 gigabyte hard drive version would play PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games, crucially. The PlayStation Ooh. 2 games... Because it just had a PlayStation 2 in it, basically. Like, essentially, it's part of the reason it was so big. Um, And the PlayStation 3 also, sort of infamously, has a horrible, horrible, horrible custom processor called the Cell. Yeah. So it's incredibly difficult to... Not incredibly, like, people have gotten there, but, like, it's it's tough to emulate. It's not... Those games are not available anywhere else. That's why there's nothing on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 in any real way. You have to stream them and... That's not ideal, and only like 12 of them are there. Um, so that little box would be able to play PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, okay. PlayStation 3 well, games. I'm gonna I'm gonna point of order on this one. Okay. Um, I don't think you get backwards compatibility yeah. stuff. You could I mean it it could play those, but it doesn't have them on it. I think that's you're you're trying to Wish for more wishes. <laughs> you're trying, to, wish you're for trying more to get wishes. a little too much in there, you know? Mm, mm, mm. I thought I gamed the system. I thought you just, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been playing Ace Attorney again. And Merritt, I feel like you just like hit me with an objection. objection. And I just did like my canned mm. animation. And I'm just like, like, sla- like slapping a piece of paper like, ah, oh, but PlayStation 3. Like, <laughs> yes, it's true. The PlayStation 3 could play PlayStation 1 and 2 games. But the question was, which games, <laughs> which console's library would you want? And then it's just, and then, yeah, I fall back over onto the yeah. desk. <sighs> then you have to summon your dead mentor to save you. Uh-huh. <laughs> your ghost mentor. Um, uh-huh. PlayStation 3 is still a pretty solid choice, though. But would you like to revise your answer in light of, of that rule? I mean, in that case, probably just a PlayStation 2. That's fair, like, yeah. The PlayStation 2 library is still, I think, like, GOAT. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good choice. Uh Danielle. Yeah. Um my era is not too far off. It would be a Nintendo 64 and the skin the skin thing, whatever. It would be that translucent uh Ooh. neon green. You know how yeah. cool those looked. That very like iMac 2000 look to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, well, sure. Yep, and I would play all those rare games. I would just play them all day. All those Zeldas. I would have a good time with the with my good N64, just like Playing, the good GBA. Well, Quest good N64. 64 and yeah. Ogre Battle. Yeah. And, and you, if you wanted to, you could flip that because that would have a copy of Super Mario 64 on it. That's like $1.5 million right there. Right there. That's true. That's, That's a true. great, great investment. Right that there. is true. Right there. Yeah. 
I'm tempted to pick something really artsy and like be like, oh, I would like, oh, like the TurboGrafx 16 or just like, oh, like the the Sega Saturn. I mean, Sega Saturn is like not a bad choice. Wonder Swan, yeah. Wonder Swan. Um, <laughs> like if I'm being fucking honest here, it's probably something incredibly basic like an SNES. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it, sure. It's just like there's just so much in that library and like, yeah, I have played a lot of it, but like, it's still really good. And there's like a lot that I have never even touched. Um, but I don't know, PlayStation 1 or 2 is pretty tempting as well. Just because, yeah. again, have not really touched most of those. And uh, just like plugging it in and being like, well, what do I want to do? Uh, I'm realizing I effectively have this uh, for a lot of consoles just because I do have like for, I don't know, most cartridge-based consoles, I do have, like, every ROM that was yeah. released for them uh, sure. during their <laughs> lifetime. But it's not really the same to, like, have a folder on your computer that you go through uh, right. as it is to have, like, just, like, a box that you plug into your TV and, like, would have a, a UI. And I know I could set that stuff up, but I'm just really lazy. You know, if, if we are talking about the box itself being, like, a major component here, I think, like, another good answer would be that PlayStation 1 that had, like, the built-in little screen Oh, the little baby with the screen. Cute, yeah. Yeah. I will say, if I was going to do the Super Nintendo, I would want it to be a um, European or Japanese Super Nintendo. Right. Because they looked so much nicer than ours. Yeah. We got that weird boxy one with, like, the just gray and purple and blue. And um, they got those, like, four colors. It's much nicer. (sighs) disgusting disgusting that they that we were given like such an inferior product honestly it's i think i think it's fine if if japan gets something better than north america but when Mm. europe does Mm. it's just like are you fucking kidding me yeah like they're not even a real country right (laughs) europe is not a real country i've been saying this for years yeah yeah it's it's not it's not god Paul is all like everybody's posting images now of like these various consoles that we are talking about right now. And uh, Paul is saying, I still want one of those referring to like the PlayStation flip top things. Just like, Paul, let's get on. Let's go in on this. Let's go talk to the expert. Let's go find Jordan Mallory. Let's yep. see yep. Uh, what the yeah. goodwill prices are on one of these. Yeah. Speaking of the goodwill stream, uh, let's get summon Jordan. Um, I cast summon Jordan. And, uh, <laughs> summon greater Jordan. Because otherwise you might get a different Jordan. Right. You've it's just activated be. my Mallory card. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, that that um that Jordan um Goodwill stream, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's very fun. And I think we're gonna do more of those where basically yeah. uh Jordan just goes through the Goodwill site and is just like yeah. talking about um it's like a mix of like actually good advice for people looking to buy retro stuff and just like checking out really bizarre stuff and just diving into like weird history. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like Antiques Roadshow for gaming. Uh, and occasionally you'll see a a gay lord of like 200 pounds of assorted Xboxes. God, yes. And that's a beautiful sentence. And uh, we're all better for having heard it. Uh, speaking got of beautiful here. sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Speaking of sentences and parts of sentences. Uh, I actually have another point of order on this question, but yeah. I'll get to that. Del Focus says, asks even, you get to banish one word from video game writing. What word is it? Now, the way that I interpreted this question was video game writing, like writing in games, but everyone else interpreted it. But I will say I'm in the minority and I was wrong by just love, you know, by democracy. Uh, I was wrong because everyone else interpreted it as writing about video games. So I'm going to ask you to answer both. Yes. Yes. Okay. So which word would you banish from writing about video games first? Steven, go for it. From writing about video games, it's gameplay. Okay. Like one word gameplay. Because I just feel like I 
It's one of those words, and this is a thing that I've been like trying to drill into freelancers for a, a while now, but it, it can be very difficult to teach people, is that there are a bunch of words that we as the like 0.001% of people who know about video games and video game writing think everybody understands, but really means nothing to anybody outside of this very small, tiny subset of people. Like gameplay doesn't actually evoke anything. It doesn't say anything. It is kind of a... It's kind of a junk word, really, that, like, if you were to remove it, if you were to, like, enforce the restriction on yourself that you can't say that and you had to, like, describe the act of doing things in a video game without using that word to describe it, like, you would actually probably end up saying much more interesting and useful things about the video game, um, period. Yeah. Which I know is not a funny answer, but it's it's a genuine one. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's like... Oh yeah, the movie look is really good. Right. The sound, yeah, right. sound and fun factor are bad, but the movie look is is five out of five. <laughs> like it's just such yeah. a dur- it's like just such a nothing burger. Like you're talking about, like you are talking about a game. So like, why even yeah. say gameplay? Just yeah, like talk about what you're actually doing. It's just like it's- goes without saying almost. Yeah, it's like if a book reviewer said like, mm, "The word taste is great in this one." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Danielle, what about you? Oh, I would ban meta. I just am so fucking sick of people armchair. Like, first of all, in both kind of cases that it's used. Like, I am a little sick of people like armchair uh, game designing being like, well, a meta for blah, 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 blah. If they're not actually like some kind of expert in the game. Because it's just, it's just boring. But more often than not, the use of meta as like, well, what? In a really meta layer of the game, we're in a dream within mm. a dream. I'm just like, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had so enough I, th- I thought you were taking like a stance against the like burgeoning PR buzzword of the metaverse. Oh God, that too. All of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Throw it all in the goddamn garbage. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. It just like, listen, you can talk about advanced tactics Without having to be like, oh, this is the start of the meta of the game. Like, it's just very armchair. Like, yes, there are probably 10 people in the world who know a game well enough to talk about it in those terms. But people really like to think that they know things at a very deep level and they don't. And it annoys me. And also people who use it as the meta and also people who are like the metaverse of this had enough. Transmedia didn't work. We all were very excited about the Matrix at one point in time and the academic bullshit and it's fine and it didn't work and goodbye. I guess I'm a wow. little salty. I'm a little salty wow. about all of this. Danielle yeah. just repudiating an entire just cultural moment. <laughs> Sorry. Just just it didn't work. Saying no to <laughs> to all that stuff. Um, Paul says we should stop calling them live games or games as a service and call them live Segas instead. I appreciate, yes, let's Which, do that. Sure, yeah, let's do that. Um, for me, for this one, uh, I think it would be really funny to ban the word video game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to mm-hmm. talk about video games without using the word video game. Um, no, I don't know, because I, I thought it was the other one. I Okay, so I now I want to talk about one word from like writing in games yeah and i am just gonna pick the word rift because i feel like every fantasy game Mm -hmm. has a rift in it somewhere like ratchet and clank a rift apart um dragon age inquisition there's like the rifts everywhere right uh maybe it's just because i grew up playing a game called rifts but i see that word everywhere and i'm just like just say portal use tear (laughs) tear could work as well how do you feel about the video game rift the video game rift (laughs) uh it's just like i i'm pretty sure there are rifts in destiny i'm pretty sure there were rifts in warframe uh yeah there's like the in warframe they they have a thing that is kind of like a rift you would call it a rift in any other game but i feel like they they use fissure is their word okay see that's see that's good i like that um yeah no the rift plane is uh is where limbo goes when Limbo yes, when Limbo right. uses his power to step into an alternate dimension, yep. he goes to the Rift plane. So yes, Warframe has a Rift. Does Destiny yeah. have a Rift? I'm gonna look this up. I'm almost uh, certain it does. Yeah. Yes. What are the what? Yeah. What are the things that the Warlocks drop? Called? Well, there was a a Rift mode in Destiny One, and yes, oh God, it is yeah. called a Rift. What the uh, Warlocks cast their little that's a 
healing area. That's a good one, Merritt. You you found a good one. Yeah, fuck rifts. We're done with rifts. All my homies hate rifts. <laughs> We're gonna start using other. Listen, I'm gonna open Thesaurus. Listen, I'm. Gonna, I know you can hear this, but that's intentional. Thesaurus.com. Rift. Okay, synonyms for rift: breach, mm-hmm. breach, sure. breach into breach. the breach, fissure, flaw, gap, split, cleavage, cleft. Cranny. We should just all switch to cleavage. Yep. Crevice. I've been saying this for years. Cleavage. Fault. Pivot to cleavage. There Fracture. it is. Fracture. <laughs> rent. Rent is good, I think. Yeah, I like, like that. Rent apart. Rent, yeah. Rhyme. Like, there's so many, guys. Stop calling things rifts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Please. Mm-hmm. I'm begging you. I'm not begging you. I don't really care. But just, you know, expand your vocabulary a little bit. Open a thesaurus, which I thought when I was a kid... Was a kind of dinosaur. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> that. Yeah. Go to uh, go ask the thesaurus. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a dinosaur thesaurus. with big glasses. It's like it a, has, a like, dinosaur wizard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> thesaurus. And he'll tell you what you want to know. Hey, thesaurus, what's a synonym for rift? Oh, it's rent. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's great. Please enter my cleavage into the well, world beyond your well, imagination. Well, now, what if we did just replace the word rift with cleavage in like Dragon Age Inquisition? In every video game? Yes. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, yeah, every video game, but. Inquisitor, you have to enter the cleavage! <laughs> get, just get up right in there! <sighs> oh, it's the only no. way! You must save us all with this giant... That, look at the size of that cleavage, Inquisitor! I've never seen it that big before! Stupid. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, well, well, this is kind of just Austin Powers now. <laughs> uh, Dragon Age. God, why didn't Bioware make an uh, Austin Powers game? Ooh, oh, my good. God! That That's been, Alpha that Protocol. so good. That would have been so oh good. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, they should have made that instead of the Sonic game. That's, we all lost out on that. Uh, I'm going to make a total conversion of Knights of the Old Republic 2 to make it into <laughs> Austin Powers 2. The spy you, have to think, you have to come up with like a good like gag name. Like a good, um, I don't know. What's the Knights of the Republic sex word? Do, do they not have sex, though? Hmm. Yeah, do they have sex in uh, Star Wars? Jedi don't have sex, really. No, they God do have it. sex. They just aren't allowed to form attachments. George oh, Lucas okay. was very clear yeah, about this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's sort of like space Buddhism, kind of. Oh, so it's like... Like the Jedi who ghosted me or some stupid... I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Jedi, the Jedi who, who force ghosted, ghosted me. me. <laughs> yep. We got there. We, we did it! We did it! Collaboration! Collaboration! Yep. We got a wrap. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. The Jedi Who Force Ghosted Me, I think, is the title of the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. If you could tell a friend or head over to iTunes and click the old five stars button and tell uh, write a few words about how, how much you like it, we'd appreciate that, too. If you want to follow yeah. us on Twitter, Fanbyte is at Fanbyte Media. Danielle is at Danielle R.I. Uh-huh. Stephen is at Stephen Strom. And our producer, Paul, is at Pauly Mayo. Any uh, closing closing thoughts before we leave this week? No, uh- baby, no. <laughs> God. All right, well, uh, until next time, <laughs> stay groovy and keep that dial tuned to Channel Out. Bad, bad, it's bad, it's bad. Bad, it's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad today. My God. Oh yeah, you sure you bad? It's so bad out there. Yeah, I, could the just, whole I just, I just can't believe it's it. Bad, you know. Oh yeah. Tell me once again who's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's nothing. We're not no, doing anything. Good. I'm gonna it's start good. the show. Yeah. Shepherd, I'm gonna start the show. <laughs> oh God! Every time I do a riff, Paul uses it at the end, and it's terrible. It's me yep. doing a dumb voice. It's good. <laughs> <laughs>